0: hello today i have andy with me hi andy would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself
1: hi my name's andy hill uh, as you can see behind me i uh, write as aj hill and um, i work in property um, dead drift is my debut book uh, i've been reviewing um, crime and thrillers for a few years now for shots mag Um, I live in a little 18th century cottage in the middle of nowhere here in the the South South Sussex um, countryside in the Downs. Um, And um, yeah, that's that's really sort of me, I suppose. (laughs)
0: Uh, Did you always know that you wanted to be a writer?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh, I I was always a reader. and, and Stephen King of Salt, of course, said, if you want to be a writer, you need to be a reader. Um, so um, I I always enjoyed writing um, uh, stories and essays, you know, story based essays when I was at school when I was a kid. Um, and then I did when I was in my sort of late 20s and early 30s, I wrote pieces for magazines. Um, uh uh, not very many but here and there and then I kind of just left it um and walked away from it and then um one day somebody said to me you like crime why don't you write a book you'd be good at that and I kind of sort of started it I started Dead Drift it was you know the first the first sort of uh, I don't know first sort of um Ideas about dead drift sort of came from that. And then of course, you know, life catches up with you. I put it aside for a while. Um, and, and then um, a few years ago, Mike Stotter and Ali Karim, who, uh, who run Shots Mag, um, bumped into me and, and I'd known them from, from Crime Fest and Thigston's and one or two other bits and pieces. Um, and they said, would you like to review for us? And I said, yes. Um, naturally on the basis that I was getting free books to read um, that was a that was good enough for me I, they didn't need to pay me um, and I started sort of reviewing for them and I got sent books that um, kind of I'd, I'd read and I'm not going to name any names that I, I read and I wondered how on earth did these get published I could do better than this and and then one day I kind of said yeah i could actually do better than this and picked and went back to dead drift and 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 started writing um and and that's kind of really where i i seriously got the bug um and um i've got about 60 odd thousand words of, of the follow-on to dead drift written now um and it's um it's a joy to take my characters on a journey and, and to a certain extent I find the characters take me now um I I'm you know uh, my fabulous editor Katie Forster um one of the things that she got me to do was was to actually do um character outlines for all of my characters and and that really asked me to get to know them better and and um uh, that that was that was a really, really good exercise for me.
0: Um, I know that um, a lot of readers possibly think about writing. So when you actually did start writing, what did you find harder than you thought it would be? And what did you find easier?
1: I I, um, I, I remember going to CSI Portsmouth, um, which which um, Pauline Rousen run ran back in back in the day. Um, and listening to her talk about how she microplots almost every chapter and and then Anne Cleves talking about how now her she comes up with an idea and the characters write the story um and i kind of thought well i can't possibly do the anne cleave style because i don't know I, I don't know how that would work um i better try Pauline Star and I tried micro micro plotting and it just didn't work for me and I kind of um I kind of um have an idea for a start and I have an idea of what the end is and I have some waypoints in between that I need to hit and and that's kind of how I do it and and weirdly what I do is I write I write in a day so it's day one, day two, day three, day four. And then I'll carve those bits up into the chapters. Um, and, and at that point when I'm carving it up into the chapters, that's when I, I'll put what's in the chapters to make sure it all works and put the page numbers against the chapters to make sure it all fits together. And yeah, there have been a few times when I've gone and realised <laughs> that um, in actual fact, something I've put in there doesn't actually work within the timeline. But generally speaking, it's it it works okay. So, yeah, I'm definitely a pantser typewriter um, rather than a plotter. You
0: have a favorite
1: character or what's the most fun character that you write? Oh, I've been very um, honest about the fact that that Jack, who's the central character, has uh, has got a lot of me in him. Um, So. Uh, you know one would expect that Jack probably is the guy and he is fun to write he you know he um, he is um, he's more focused than I am he's more um, single track minded than than I am and there are some significant differences but um, he has some of he has some of my character flaws um undoubtedly um, but it's his side it, it, you know i hate i hate to call her his sidekick because she's certainly not she is absolutely his equal in terms of, of of intellect but um jem who is is um is is jack's you know partner in this not partner in the romantic sense but partner in the crime solving um, She's been she's been actually the most interesting to 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 write. And she came about completely at the end of uh, what I thought was going to be the end of the process, because she started off as a male character Um, and then um, we got towards what I was thinking was going to be the final draft. And um, Katie, who who was my editor, uh, we were we were talking about um things and and she sort of put in there that that had you thought about gem as as uh, had you thought about dom as the character was called dom had you thought about dom as a female character and i basically said to her that that i had considered it but i didn't want it to be a a tick box exercise and I, but i wasn't afraid of, of the work in terms of changing it And so she set me the task of writing a character profile of Jem and about five, six hundred words of an interchange between her and Jack. And of course, I sent this off to to her. Um, And about 24 hours later, she rang me back, laughing at me down the phone, saying, you've stitched yourself up, haven't you? And I knew I had because I I compared the character profile of Jem with the one with Dom. And it was so much fuller. And then when I went back and did the rewrites to to change her name and and, uh, I was just giving her more and more stuff to do. Um, And um, she's just such an interesting character. Um, And she's a, you know, you get the normal sort of cliche of maverick cop. Um, And and Jack, to a certain extent, was when he was a copper, was uh, um, happy to, shall we say, slightly stray into grey areas. Um Jem literally rubs out the line between black and white and just boldly marches across there. She's ex-military intelligence and it's it's just a question of she will do anything pretty much to get the result because it, when she was in military intelligence, that would that could have been somebody's life that she was saving. So she's she she, she and and she's multilingual. Um, she's a she is she's a she's a very, very bright spark. Um, and um, yeah, I've enjoyed the interchanges between between them. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been great fun working and developing her as a character. Do you
0: hide any
1: secret jokes or messages or Easter eggs in your books? No, um, I wouldn't say so. Um, but I have ruthlessly stolen old school friends' names for characters. Um, so Rona Blacklock, who is the um, detective chief superintendent and, and Jack's old colleague, um, it, I stole her name, her surname from an old friend of mine, Luther Blacklock. There is a there is um, a journalist friend of um, uh, of, of Jack's called um, uh, David Anderson. And one of my closest friends is an old school friend called Angus McSwan. Um, and, and his middle names are David Anderson. You couldn't actually get a more Scottish name, could you? Angus David Anderson McSwan. Uh, it makes Billy Connolly sound like he's you know, some sort of borderline uh, Brit. Um, and there's, a, um, there's a, a, a QC in it. Um, and his name is very close to um, a, um, uh, a judge friend of mine's um, uh, name. So, yeah, I've, and there's a few others that I've, I've totally stolen. There's a bar owner who is, um, who is known as Robin Millward, um, and um, that's very close to um, a, a former bar owner friend of mine um, from Limington, um, where, where uh, called Bob Smith whose middle name is Millwood. So yeah, there's a, there's a there's a good there's a good few that I've stolen there. Yeah, absolutely. They're
0: very cruel cool parents out
1: there as well. <laughs> <laughs> well I always remember my my the the chairman of the trustees of my old school which was a boarding school um his name was Humphrey Pover Treberian Prideau. Now if you know that that, that was his parents I, I you know I you start off with the surname prido and then to pile those three on top is pretty uh pretty some you know pretty much something to to have to bear with but he was a, he was a really good guy and um and and a fantastic servant to the to the school um what was I
0: just gonna ask you um what's the most interesting thing you found research in your book
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Actually, it was a it was a I was looking for a link to to put Jack back close to um, to the police. um, In a way that um, that would enable him to investigate without being investigating, if you like, and um, I, I found something called an, called IA, an IAG, and in, uh, it's, um, uh, it's a, a, a group, basically, of locals that police will. So, you know, in big cities, they would have uh, 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 possibly a Muslim and a Sikh IAG, an Afro-Caribbean AIG. But this is, this is based um, out in the countryside. So what you've got is landowners, hotel owners, and and Jack basically got um, got onto it at the recommendation of, of Rona, his old colleague. Um, and IAGs, I, I spoke to Graham Bartlett, who we were talking about earlier, and Graham said, you know, it's a foolish senior police officer who doesn't listen to what's coming out of his, AIG, I mean, his IAGs. Um, and uh, they're, they're basically um, uh, a... A mechanism by which way the police can can feed into what's going on in the local area or a local community, and they're, they're absolutely vital these days. So that was that was something that that sort of surprisingly dropped in my lap.
0: Um, one of my fun questions: if you were going to fictionally kill someone, how would you do it?
1: Oh. I can't actually t- I can't actually tell you because it's a plot point in my next in my in the follow on. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, it, there is there is a way of pretty much disposing, shall we say, of everything of a body apart from the teeth. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, uh, and it, it has something to do with um, traditions within the new forest. Um, And I don't mean that we, in the new forest, we took bodies and (laughs) disposed of them in this particular way. Uh, We don't. But there is um, something that goes on in the new forest um, in the autumn um, that um, is a plot point within um, the, 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 the follow on to dead drift, which is tentatively called Bloody Butcher.
0: Um, and then, if you were fictionally murdered, who would you want to solve
1: the crime? Oh God, um, I love Morse. I've, I've loved, I've loved Morse. I enjoyed Lewis, and I love Endeavour. I, I, you know that. Um, I think the the actor who now plays Endeavour has really caught the character. That, that John Thor invented, well, not John Thor, but um, that Mortimer invented and John Thor brought to the screen for us. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I would like I like Endeavour Morse to solve it for me.
0: Um, and if you were to team up your detectives <coughs> um, with any others that were fictional to solve an unsolved crime, who would you choose and what would you get them
1: to solve? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, I love I love Rankins Rebus and and um, you know Mark Billingham wrote such a compelling um, copper as well, but Peter Robinson's um, I don't know if I've got his um any of his stuff here actually at the moment. Um I don't know. I did yeah, I d- um, so Banks, um, Banks and Lana, I think, would fit quite nicely together. They both like their music. Um, uh, although Banks is a little bit more intense and selective. And um, Jack, I think, is a bit more sort of um, quite happy to indulge in modern um, uh, stuff. But, um, you know, I it, it, my Spotify list um, is if I take my Spotify list to be Jack's Spotify list, I've got everything from, I don't know, Woody Guthrie to, um, uh, to rap, to um, dance, to, you know, the Eagles, to Led Zeppelin, to, you know, I've I've got very, very broad church of, of choice. And I think Jack's like that. Whereas I think Banksy is a bit more, bit more sort of, um, blinkered in his approach but uh, um, I, I I think at heart they have both uh, that sense of n- that need to do uh, to, to, to uh, b- bring uh, to, uh, that need for justice for the right thing so yeah I think they, they work pretty well together. And when you edit in your book what's your most overused word or phrase? Oh, Lord. Um, I have absolutely not the vaguest idea. Ooh, that's
0: unusual.
1: Absolute, I have not. I've never. I know there's a tool you can use to find out what, what you <laughs> use. I've never used it. I kind of, I, I must admit, and uh, nobody's ever sort of brought it up with me. So I guess maybe I, I don't. I do, I you know, I do kind of. When I've gone back through, I've noticed myself using words, or not a phrase, but words, to start a sentence off, and and have changed them. But um, yeah, don't know really.
0: <laughs> I most authors know their word like just like that. They know they're like, oh, <laughs>
1: it's that one, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, quite frequently, it's just, um, but some of them are really funny like pursed lips or thin lips or people shrug a lot and stuff so i just think it's really really interesting to see what people overuse
1: i must run that algorithm and find out now you've you've intrigued me
0: (laughs) or ask your editor your editor will definitely know you can imagine rolling their eyes and going oh that one again i have to yeah um if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with?
1: Oh my gosh. Bob Woodward. Um, two, two things really, I think, um, obviously, all the president's men, but he, he wrote um, Fear, which is about Trump's administration. And to look at to, to to be able to sit with him, and um, and listen um, to him talk about two really um, polarizing events within American history that would be really interesting. Now, I guess the other one would be Stephen Ambrose, who's the writer of uh, Band of Brothers, um, because he got to interview all those guys, um, and and um, I you know I I. Band of Brothers is one of my go-to box sets um, because it reminds me of um, humanity, really, and and um, that ordinary people do extraordinary things. And there's a piece at the at the end of it which always kind of reduces me almost to tears, which is when Dick Winter, who was the, who was the leader of Easy Company, um, is asked by his grandchild um grandad were you were you a hero and he says no i wasn't but i served with heroes and that that humility that humility because he was undoubtedly undoubtedly a hero um was was incredibly astounding to me and i it's all i always find it incredibly moving um, but yeah those two guys yeah i'd love to have, love to have sat down and had a chat with both of them what do you
0: like to do in your free time
1: oh gosh I love to cook um and and um I, I'm I'm a a bit of this and a bit of that cook cook I I do follow first time I'm cooking something I'll follow the recipe and then and then I tend to tweak stuff but um I love to cook but uh, I, I I love to fly fish um it, that's one of been you know it's been one of my passions for a number of years now and it's been it it has been difficult of course to to try and get that to try and get out um to do that um over the last couple of years um so I'm looking forward to a time when I can get back out and do that again um and um I I, you know I I I like a good movie I like a good box set I love to read Um, and there's a, there's a, a, a fabulous um, coffee place in Hastings that, that um, I was allowed to discover called Hunushka. And this place not only serves great coffee and good food, but it's wall to wall books. And you can go in there and you find, if you like, if you find a book um, that you like, you can make, you can basically pay what you feel is a fair, is a fair price for it. They don't, there's no sort of haggling or anything like that if you think a book is um is is uh, worth a fiver then pay a fiver for it or if you think it's only worth a pound pay a pound um and my poor partner drags me out of there kicking and screaming normally clutching books um i have to say so yeah my um my my yeah, my book buying, that, that's a lovely place to go. Um, and people watch and talk to people. And there's a regular crowd that sort of gather there. And they'll, they'll it's it's, guy, it's generally guys in their late 50s, early 60s. And we don't sort of associate, we don't socialise with them very much or anything like that. But every once in a while, we'll just go and sit with them and talk to them. And we've had everything from theoretical physics and quantum physics to, um, you know, what's what's gone wrong with with Brighton Football Club. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of I kind of like that, that whole people watching thing. It's great fun. It
0: sounds awesome. Um, if you're able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you like to go?
1: I'm happy here. Thanks very much. <laughs> I'm really happy in, in, in where I am now.
0: Yeah perhaps
1: uh pre-pandemic as long as it didn't happen <laughs> yeah you know i, I, I mean i think when, when you were saying that i, I was assuming would you you transport my whole life um back or forwards but uh, yeah i you know there was um i i guess um it's been interesting because um for me one of the things that that this whole pandemic has enabled me to do is actually to um to focus a little bit more on myself um because it's all about me um but um also to understand that all of those things that we think are really important you know the big house and the fast car and the holidays abroad and everything like that really aren't that important what's important is living in the day and being grateful that we've got a roof over our heads and food in the refrigerator and 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 that kind of thing, uh, and that that our friends and family are safe and and I think that's that's been an interesting adjustment in perspective. Yeah,
0: totally agree with that. Um, okay what's the uh, strangest or funniest place you've ever woken up.
1: strangest place I've ever woken up or funniest place I've ever woken up never in jail thank god (laughs) good (laughs) um I'm just trying to think strangest um blimey I can't really I can't really think of anywhere particularly strange um this was probably I mean this was this was um going back into um yeah my teenage years i would say um and i guess you know waking up one morning half in and half out of a tent on a, a duke of edinburgh expedition um having having had the expedition the night before to the local pub that's probably about as embarrassing as it gets um, uh, there wasn't there was there was an occasion in in the Maldives where there was a large amount of margaritas had the night before, and um, the strangest place that that I kind of woke up then was on the bathroom floor because I've been being sick most of the night. But,
0: funny how alcohol's usually involved in these stories
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i i gave it up a couple of years ago so i it's not a it's it's no longer part of the story so (laughs) i have no excuse now i'm sober
0: (laughs) (laughs) and
1: who was your first celebrity crush oh gosh and was first celebrity crush Dear, oh dear, I can't. I can't remember who my first celebrity crush was, but my, she. She is still a celebrity crush of mine, and that's Sigourney Weaver. You know, there is something about a feisty, feisty woman with a, you know, with a flamethrower, that that gets me every time.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it might be fun finding out. <laughs> Is it, no. is that,
0: does she wear a catsuit or something and something is that? Is that no, a it's the
1: whole alien thing. And of course, she was the she was the wife in. Um, I can't remember what the what the name of the movie was, but it was where the American president died of a heart attack and they replaced him with a lookalike and she was the president's wife. And I can't remember what the name of the movie was but she was hot in that and she was hot in, in um, you know, she, she's a great looking woman and such a talented actress. I think she has got great range, which, you know, which, um, and, and yeah, you know, um, she's, um, I mean, I know she's in the new avatar um, or the next avatar that's coming up. She, of course, she was in the first avatar movie, but um, yeah, I think she's, uh, she's a great actress um, and um, love watching her and, you know, yeah she's she's talented and sexy what what else do you need as far as yes. I'm concerned <laughs>
0: she's uh she's a popular choice so yeah <laughs> um do you have any nicknames
1: oh, um yeah um yeah I don't have an active nickname now um and um I had one when I was at boarding school which was Jack hence why Jack is called Jack. And when my publishers were talking about how I wanted to be referred to as as an author, um, my parents, being good northern people, were too cheap to buy me a second name. So the J is basically the Jack. So the A-J is is, is actually, um, the J is actually made up um but it's a salute really to my nickname from boarding school which is jack and the salute to jack who's the cent- who is the central character
0: oh, cool cool story um and judging by some of the middle names that other parents gave their kids you might have got
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right I dig it away it's scot-free yeah.
0: um even though your book hasn't been released yet what's been your favorite part of the journey so far
1: um, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Okay. So my favorite, my favorite bit of this whole journey was um, I was I was in a meeting that was coming coming towards its end, and Sumera, who is um, who is the director of the publishing company Spellbound that, that I'm published by, who has been a a, a long time friend of mine too. And I love her a bit. Um, she's she's a she's a terrific she's a terrific lady, and and Nikki, her, her partner in crime, is is wonderful too. Samara, um, I I had sent my MS off to um, to Spellbound um, some months before, and I I'd kind of when I'd sent them off to publishers, I'd sent a couple off beforehand, and I kind of just released them into the wild and. Trying, trying my best not to be sat there going, why haven't the publishers contacted me? Where is my multi-million dollar contract? And all of that BS. Um, and um, So I got this message from Sumera saying, how are you? And I said, yeah, fine. How's you? I said, how would you like a, a, a book deal? And she got a, two, a two-word reply, which was, fuck yes. Um, <laughs> And I know Sumera well enough to know that it, the F word is one of her favourite words. Um, and um, I knew she wouldn't take offence. And um, we, had a, we had a Zoom meeting and, and um, bashed out the three book deal. Um, so, yeah, I, and it couldn't happen with two, you know, with, with a, a, you know, I was so pleased to be published with them. Um, and Zoe, who, who does the blog tour organising and Mark, who does all the digital stuff. Uh, Dee, who, who proofreads. Um, they're just all really special people. I, I haven't met Zoe and Mark yet. Mark and I were supposed to meet at Harrogate last year and share and actually share a hotel room um, and, and never got he, he got delayed or whatever was going on with him. Um, Zoe I haven't met yet, uh, but I was fortunate enough to meet Dee up at Harrogate. And as I say, Nikki and Sumera have been friends for a good few years. So um, uh, it's, you know, it, that, that's my favourite bit. Um, I guess the other story I'd tell was when um, Sumera rang me um, in between Christmas and New Year, and my partner's selling our house at the moment. We're out looking at houses um and and told me what when the when it was being when it was going to be published um and and it made it really incredibly real i knew it was going to be january but then all of a sudden the date was in front of me and my partner just sort of said to me you've gone ever so quiet haven't you um and um i sort of said yeah she said why i said um it's imposter syndrome. And, and I think we, you know, creative people do suffer from it. And when I when I actually got the uh, when I got the publishing deal, I um, I have a friend of mine in America who is an Emmy Award-winning director and, and no names, no pack drill. Um, and I spoke I spoke to him about it. And he said, look, I know exactly what you're going through at the moment. Is, is that you, you, it's that elation followed by the oh shit moment of realizing that all the, uh, of, of thinking, everybody's gonna read my stuff and think it's rubbish. And he said, the first time I, he said, I remember the day I walked on the set to direct my first million dollar um, uh, video shoot um, for, um, uh, for uh, a record. And it was Eminem was the, was the artist. And he said, I walked onto the set thinking, I've made it. And at the same time, there's this little voice in the background going, you're going to get found out. And and to have that sort of conversation with a friend um, and for them to be that supportive has been amazing. And that's one of the things that that I have found with the crime and thriller crowd is that that they are the most warm, loving supportive bunch um and over the years i've had you know people like steve mosby and steve kavanagh um, and and you know neil broadfoot and and um oh gosh um just so many people be supportive of of what i've been doing Um, and god bless them for that
0: yeah i met um steve mosby at harrogate and asked if i could have my picture taken with him and he's like why would you want picture with me i'm like because you wrote one of the best books last year and you're awesome and yeah he is just so unassuming isn't he He really is
1: he is mr humble mr un uh, you know he is so unassuming and yet he is so talented and uh, and and i you know i think yeah he's he's just such a such a you know such a nice guy and and that's you know that's one of the great privileges that to to actually um, and and this really is sort of um, again is something that that I have to thank Shots for is, is actually introducing me to people like Tony Kent and Rod Reynolds and people like that to have have their first books sent to me to review and for them actually then to become acquaintances and and you know and, and friends um, has been has been awesome absolutely awesome. Yeah, are you going to the festivals this
0: year?
1: yeah i'm already booked for crime fest i'm looking at uh, lime crime and and probably harrogate and um, yeah you know we'll look at we'll look at some more for later in the year hopefully depending on how sales go yeah well
0: hopefully
1: i'll get to meet you at harrogate then i i was there last year so we must have just- yes we know we. i've actually got a picture of you really sat with, yeah sat on the same table with um paul finch okay yeah yeah we we were sort of ships that passed in the night i think we we never quite got to say hello to each other
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's how it goes isn't
1: it yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) well i don't have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything i haven't asked you that you want to tell us about
1: oh gosh um no, I th- I mean I think we've probably covered it. I you know I hope people um, you know when they get the chance um, to read um, Dead Drift enjoy it. Um, we're going to be on a journey for a wee while with Jack. Um, I've got a three book deal as as I said with Spellbound, so those three are three Jack Lund books. I've got another two ideas for him, um, and then um, there's a standalone and a, and a couple of more spin off series that, that that are to come off um, of um, Good old Jack. I think we'll be looking at some point um, further down the line, hopefully at his life as when he was a copper. Um, And then and um, as I say, there's a there's a a standalone um, that I'm really interested in writing um, that has been running around in my head for a little while. But because I've been so focused on on getting Dead Drift um, uh, finished and then getting the second book um, underway. I haven't really got anything down on paper other than this vague idea but it just keeps and and most most authors will tell you this that that it, it's this little knock 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 on the back of your head every once in a while that goes i'm still here <laughs> oh so, yeah gonna but you know i i'm just hopeful that people enjoy it when they get a the chance to read it and i hope you enjoy it too donna thanks ever so much for for having me on very welcome and i'm looking forward to
0: reading it um and it's out on the 30th you said was
1: yeah yeah and
0: then when is that when the blog tour starts as well
1: yeah it is yeah absolutely and um you're just a few days into the blog tour um and hopefully that gives you a chance to have a, a glance at it before then
0: I Do. <laughs> i find zoe shouts at me no she doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she's very laid back actually I always say that i used to call her the um, I can't remember now, but she didn't like it. She got very offended, but she's great, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, before we go, I've got to ask you what what the hound is known as. Trixie. 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 <laughs> Trixie. Can't find me. Knows <laughs> you. Are, oh, yeah. Look. Oh, that's beautiful. That's lovely.
0: Yeah, she now featured in all of my interviews. <laughs> Quite
1: right too. Quite right too um
0: so just before we go would you like to tell everyone where they can get your book from and where they can find out more about you if they would like
1: to so um, you can um order the book online at amazon you can pre-order for kindle um, now um and uh, just look under aj hill and obviously you're looking then for that cover for dead drift um uh, hard copies um are available to order as of 30th um no bookstores unfortunately this is um print on demand and uh, digital first um which is which is great um you can find me on facebook under andy hill um, and look for my poor ugly bespectacled mug um there um and um if you um friend me there then quite often i would then usually send you the link to aj hill the aj hill page um, as well um, and um, yeah I am on uh, Instagram as well, Andy28DEC, um, all lowercase, Um, but that's kind of just my personal thing, but I do chuck the odd bits and pieces up. Um, And there are gonna be some some more teaser trailers going up over the next few days, both on the Spellbound website um, and on the Andy Hill and AJ Hill websites. Fabulous, so thank you
0: very much.
1: Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me. You take care. Bye, Trixie.